Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever! Dog! I've been kind of dreading this recording. What's so funny about this is James isn't here right now because he's late. Super late. So like that that's made me really mad. Yeah. And now I'm like remembering how I felt like watching the movie. Oh, so now so now you're <laughs> so now I feel like I just watched the movie just like three seconds. You got ago. a mix of emotions. I get it. Cause I cause it cause it the the lateness of James has stirred something up in me, and now I'm like I'm feeling it. I'm I mean, like, no, I get it. James made us like you know <laughs> schedule earlier, and then got got here an hour later when he will get here. He, tra- he tried to push it back. Yeah, because I thought I was going to be. You late. thought you were going to be late, and I was ten. I was like ten minutes late. But I'd much rather be talking about lateness right now because we people have to be prepared. Yeah, because this is the thing, man. Like I, when I saw this movie, we saw it the same day, mm-hmm. separately, same times. I was so physically drained mm-hmm. from watching this movie that it felt like a horror movie. Right. I felt I felt worked. I felt tired. And we usually don't talk about the movie in the cold open, but we're doing it's, it because I think we have, to, we have to emotionally prepare our listeners. Uh, yeah, man. I'm not. They got to be ready. And this is going to be a rough one. I'm trying to think of how we're going to add jokes in this. That will be very hard. I don't, because I don't, we'll be joking. Where's the joke? I, I, maybe we can find something funny uh, somewhere. Uh, 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 you know, I, dude. Honestly, you know what? There were there were a couple of things I think was was cute and, and fun, but also I there are I, moments that we could talk about. I just am very. T- the thing that's made me really mad about even discussing this movie mm-hmm. is that, like the movie, mm-hmm. uh, we already know the outcome of the movie. Also, what happens to one of the characters, but also the 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 main plot of what the main character needs to do in the end we knew, like in my mind i knew what the court was going to do you know right right i, I knew what was going to happen we've seen it it's like it's like spoilers but like we already know yeah society has told me the mere fact that there's been two indictments like almost in the last 5 or 6 years no there weren't even indictments no you're talking about convictions two convictions yeah oh shit i'll take those but this is my point though mm-hmm. my thing is when i watched this movie I know that Hollywood will not respect it. I don't say that yet. I, I can't, dude, the thing is, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, something about it. 
The thing is, it, it's got to be some hope. No, let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why. <laughs> no. Let me tell you why, man. Because before that, Timothy uh-huh. Chavez, what's his name? Timothy, what's the kid's name from Beautiful Boy? Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Before his movie even came out, people were like, oh my God, his next movie's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. Okay. Motherfuckers ain't see the trailer yet. Okay? Yeah. People are like, Oscar. Yeah, he had Buzz. Os- Buzz. Listen, I love him. I loved, I loved, call me by my mm-hmm. name. Call me by your name. Okay. But this is what I'm saying. Is this, we ain't got, we don't have the same amount of I understand. Char- I'm talking about <laughs> actor Buzz, John. I know, man. I'm just trying to say, you know, before the hate you give, let's let some hope arise. What? Before the hate you give, the Oscars comes. Like, let's let some. Ho- why do you always say it twice? Can I, like, why do you, why why do I have to hear that twice? No, because you said what, and that. So I was just repeating myself. You know, because the hate you give. Okay, the Oscars. I knew is, you was doing it. It's a lot. You know, the hate you give is intense. All right, you know the, what? The hate you give. <laughs> let's start the show. You know what it Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop What more can I say? You know what it Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. James don't get his sign That's off. That's right. Because he late. No gunshots. Nothing. No. Oh, man. This would have been a really good. Actually, no. Maybe we. that no, was that was faded that we didn't have That's to right. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God organized. Yeah, God was no, like no gunshots. Yeah, God was like not today, not for this one. <laughs> um, for those of you listening for the first time, welcome. Where you been? Where, that, where, where have you been? That is a good question, but also welcome. Uh, I mean, yeah, but where you been? Okay, so this calm, <laughs> rational voice you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. Uh, this passionate, uh, fun-loving voice is Drop Milligan. <laughs> fun-loving. <laughs> uh, again, James. And James Third is late. I feel like I want to shade him, but I'm just disappointed. We we have shaded him. Is it been enough shade? No. When he gets here, we'll shade him even more. I mean, the thing is, it's disrespectful to this movie. Honestly, I just feel disappointed. Uh, it is. You're right. It's just it's, disappointing. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I don't even want to shade him. It's like when you expect more. It's like when you go and like, oh man, your auntie's gonna make your favorite. She's making mac and cheese. It's gonna be great. But then she like tried a different recipe, and you're like, I came here for this. Like, why'd you get my hopes up? Like, I thought. I changed my schedule for you right. in the mac and cheese, but now you only got two cheeses. It's disappointing. You put breadcrumbs on top? I expected better. Mm. But uh, mm. <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, we are a film review podcast. Yep. We review films with leading black actors. True. We talk about them in the context of race. I see what you're talking about. And diversity in Hollywood. What? Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. It is. Oh, it snap. Is. And, uh, and today we are reviewing the film The Hate You Give. Oh, guys. Thug. <sighs> Starring Amandala Stenberg, I want to say. Uh, Steinberg? Oh, no, you're it's right. Stenberg. E, Stenberg. So right. I don't know. Stenberg. Um, directed by George Tillman Jr. Regina Hall. Regina Hall is in it. Shout outs. Wait, is it Regina? Yeah, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. I always get. Regina King and Regina Hall. Yep. It's because they have the same yep. first name. Every time. Every time. And it's not enough <laughs> and for Regina's. Both, and they're both amazing actresses. Yep. And there's not enough Regina's in them. Now, I love when <laughs> Regina Hall does drama because like she does both comedy and drama right. so well. And then what's the guy's name from um Lincoln Heights? Uh Russell. Russell Hornsby? That sounds name? right. I don't know. I don't have it pulled up. You yep, sp- that's him. Russell Hornsby. He he man. This movie was so good. Oh, let me not forget Anthony Mackie, Issa Rae, Common. 
Don't say his name like that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing we'll is, talk about. I need to stop hating on Common. Like, yeah, he, I bet you Common being in movies helps movies get made. But when I see Clearly. Common in movies, I'm like, what's up, Common? You know, like it's cool. <laughs> He's, he stays in everything. Everything. He's in so many. My goodness. Um, this movie, do you know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I do. It better be 98 point. It better be 99. It's 97. Okay. Okay. Hey, that shit go below 95. We got a fucking issue. Like, I'm legit about to be petty. <laughs> hey, bro, what's wrong with it? It's 97%. What's, if so, who are the people who said they didn't like it? There are somebody. People be doing shit just to be petty. <laughs> Uh, so it hasn't been. Oh, sorry. By the time this this podcast comes out, it will have been wide released. So you better have saw it. So you g- should go see it for sure. Uh, it hasn't been wide released as of this recording. As of this recording, it's made two point eight million dollars, but it's only open in like I think here in New York and L.A. Um, limited release. So it was like open for two weeks, limited release before the wide release, which I think is actually a smart game plan because I'll be honest. The first time I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, oh, God. Mm. And not because I didn't, because I, I didn't hear about the book. See, I knew about the book. I, and, 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 but it was, it was like, it's very clearly like a, it's like a YA novel, right? Mm. That the, the book was a mm. YA novel. And it's very, and like the, the trailer was just targeted for young adults. And so I was watching it going like, oh, it's like a coming of age story about us, like a, you know, unarmed black man getting shot. Like, do I really want to see that? Like, is that really what we're doing now? You know? Um, I mean, it's tough because I always wanted to see. That's what I thought when I saw the trailer. Okay, but uh, I mean. But I think. If we didn't record, if we weren't, if we didn't push to record it for this podcast, would you have watched it, do you think? If we didn't do this podcast, I, I here's the thing. I probably wouldn't have watched it until a bunch of people said, you have to go see it. And then I would be like, really? And then mm. I would have went to see it. And I think that's what's going to happen. So I think. I'm I'm predicting it's going to have a good box office weekend. What do you think about the trailer? Because I I heard people say that, and I think for me, the honestly, the only reason I really wanted to see it at first um, was because of Amandala, and I've been following her. Which I know we'll talk about her more deeply, but it's something very fascinating about her is that when she was in Hunger Games, she was one of the first young black actresses to talk about the value of being a young black girl. So like, I know mm-hmm. we have Zendaya, we have Yara, we got Issa out now, mm-hmm. but like. That girl was like, <laughs> that's very kind of you to put Issa. Oh, in well, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what I'm saying, like, Issa is like, you know, I see yeah, what you're saying. I mean, but no, she's young. Young actress. You Sorry, know what I mean? that, that was no disrespect <laughs> yeah. to Issa, but. But I know I had kids at first. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, she was she was a child talking right. about that stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. a child. And I'm like, it's something interesting because what people don't realize is that when she was in Hunger Games, that girl was getting death threats. Right. You know, because people didn't think Rue should be brown, even though her skin is described in the goddamn book. Right. Um. So, I guess we're just yeah. Let's just talk about her for a little bit. Uh, bef- before we talk about the movie, because her, you know, she was Rue in the Hunger Games. Yep. And yeah, she got the. It was dumb. I mean, but that's that's always happening, right? Even though I think she is dark skin, like she's brown. She she's, is dark skin in the book. In so the book, I don't, they describe- I don't know. I, but those are that to me. It's just trolls. That's just trolls, and yep. then people highlighting trolls, which I kind of hate. I kind of like like the whole you know, Star Wars thing that was like... It, what can you do? It was just like, we're just giving more fodder to them by paying attention to them, kind 100%, 100%. of. 100%. Um, but Rue, the role of Rue, while impactful in the book, to me in the movie, wasn't as strong. Because they had Jennifer Lawrence in that And thing. she wasn't... And she... So, like, her role was like... 
It was like cool, but it was it was forgettable. I mean, because they didn't give her, they didn't they didn't give Rue. I feel like they didn't focus on the Rue and um, what's her name in the movie? Uh, whatever Jennifer Lawrence character's right. name was Katniss. Katniss, like there was in the book. Like in the yeah, book, exactly. when Rue dies, it's like it's a big it's goddamn a big, deal. It's a big deal. And in the movie, it was like it just felt like inevitable. You just killed a kid. Like to me, like she was the only one who looked like a child, right? Which is the whole point of her. Um, but Amanda's been out here. She's, but she's been, yeah, but she's been doing a lot. So since then, she was in. Well, she had another um, YA com. She had another YA book. Right, everything, well, everything, everything, everything. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think, and that did like pretty well, especially yeah. for YA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Darkest Minds. She was just in this year, which we didn't review, even though we were thinking about reviewing it. We also were thinking about reviewing everything, everything. Yeah, and we haven't reviewed. So we haven't reviewed her yet. Uh, but she's she starred in both of those yeah. films. Um, but the Darkest Minds did like very poorly. Yeah, it was uh, YA like you know mutant Sci-fi, powers. Yeah. It looked like the X Men, but yeah. it wasn't the X Men. It's tough because this review is gonna be hard because one of the content, but also this is probably one of the first times of like, you know, how people say when you vote for an Oscar or, or actor an Oscar, you like the person, mm-hmm. so you will give a lot of leeway. Like I again, I thought she was great, but she is a person who I've heard about for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's written things. As what a twelve year old just about what is it like to be a girl with like curly and like frizzy hair mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and she did that again like and, and it's not that I'm shading everybody else but she did it before it was popular you know what I mean I hear you she did it on the come up that's that's <laughs> yeah. the wild part about it, is that right. that's like just getting your first big thing and being like you know what I just love being whatever I mean she just came out like this year I think right I mean I there's so much respect I have for this girl is insane. And so the other thing I want to talk about bef- before the movie is there was like a slight controversy. Oh, with the actor? Right. So mm. I guess the actor was Keon Lawley. A little YouTuber. And he was fired from the film and they had to reshoot, uh, replace him uh, with KJ Apa uh, due to a video that came out where he was using like racial slurs. Yep. So basically the, the token white dude who's supposed to be um, a nice guy happened to be racist in real life. <laughs> that's just wild. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, that's a wild. Like, literally, you're casting the movie as like a savior type, right? But then- and his character, and I mean, we'll talk about, it, but like that character was like definitely the trickiest of all the characters. I I have a problem with that character, but this is the thing: is I don't know how I feel about this movie in one way, and I know we get to it just because I just want to talk about rest in peace. Um. The 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 writer of this movie, uh, what is her name? Audrey something, right? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Because basically, the thing is, like, the writer, you know, she passed away right before the movie came out. Um, uh, but the thing about the oh, writer sorry, of Angie, this movie, uh, Audrey Wells, Audrey Wells, and the thing about Audrey Wells, Audrey Wells is a white woman. So it's something interesting to have a movie set. Uh, I mean, I think this one, I think the film was shot in Atlanta, but to have a film set like. With focuses on a black family, knit very well. Like she did such a good job, you know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. I thought was very interesting. But it was something about uh, Archie that I didn't like. Because it's something about Archie. Because you know what it was? The fact Wait, is that actor also plays Archie yeah, in Riverdale? Because his, his hair isn't actually red in real life. They dye it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know. Why I, I know. I watched his interview about how he got that job. Uh, but it's so interesting because when I saw, when I see him in the movie, it reminds me of. Um, hidden figures where it's like they just needed the whole point of adding that guy was to show like a white dude do something right where I'm like totally like I get it but something about that I disagree that, but, but we'll talk about it alright cool because something about <laughs> that I just I it, it it edged me it was probably one of the only things I didn't like about the movie right right 
Um, okay, and then the other thing to say, do we have to say anything else? No, I mean, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's kind of what it is. Um, we're gonna do spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, you know, go see it. Go see it. But you can listen to it. again. I don't really think the plot is that's. I mean, honestly, most of the plot is in the trailer anyway. <laughs> uh, so initial thoughts. Oh, let me correct myself. So the book was written by Angie Thomas, like he said, but the screenplay was adapted by Audrey Wells, who is the woman who passed away. Right. Uh, uh, I'll go first. Um, I went back and forth with this movie because, again, I wanted to watch it. But then once I found out what it was about, I didn't want to. Because the thing is, I think we are going through that that phase in Hollywood where, you know, we went through slavery movies, slavery TV shows, slavery documentaries, slavery miniseries. Mm-hmm. And now I do think we're on the next wave, which is police brutality, which is hard because what slavery movies, slavery's in the past. So it's like, I get it, you know, I, I can watch a Roots documentary, I can watch Underground, I can watch, you know, 12 Years a Slave, but when it comes to these police brutality movies, mm-hmm. it's happening right now, so it's 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 almost not entertainment for me, because if I watch the news, I'm going to hear about it on the news. You know what I mean? Like, there, it is sad, but we always talk about it. Every few months, there is a new name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every few months. So much so that like I was thinking about, do I even list them all? And I'm like, if we're talking about the last four or five years, we're talking about close to I mean, the ones people heard, maybe 20. The ones you haven't heard, well over 100. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what police, you know what I mean? That's police. So watching this movie is really hard because I don't... It's hard watching something where it's fictionalized black bodies dying and then to watch real-life TV and in real-life black bodies are dying and nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, we're living in a world now where um, it's very interesting where, like, this dad is a Black Panther, but... I bet you to most of society, people think the Black Panthers were bad. I know we talk about it on this podcast, but for most of society, they think Black Panthers were bad. Mm-hmm. But again, and I would say it every time we bring up Black Panthers, Black Panthers never openly attacked or killed anyone throughout the reign of the Black Panthers. Correct. The KKK has killed Black people on the street, mm-hmm. and they still exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? St- still. Mm-hmm. Many people, you know? Uh, and so when I watch this movie, it's just it's just tough because... As I'm watching it, I knew the ending of the movie. Because mm-hmm. I see the ending every day. Every, like, legit. Every day we know the ending. We watched, when we, we watched um, Straight Outta Compton, right? And they, were, and they talked about them watching Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And the mere fact that in that movie and at that time people were like, yo, we got him on tape. We can see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see him. We got him. And legit, nothing happened in 1992. I'm living in a world where I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick and anybody else who's black or even a white ally who kneels our president is saying, calling them assholes, bastards, and to fire. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was. This movie was great, but it was hard to enjoy it, or wa- it was very hard to watch. I wanted it right. to end, like legit. I was like, I need. I was at one point. I was like, I can't. I we we'll get there, but it was. A, it was literally a point in the movie where I was like, I can't do this part. Like it was. Just, it just. It just. All right, but yeah, I liked it a lot. People should see it a hundred percent. Okay, so. I've been thinking a lot about how I was going to talk about initial thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Keisha asked me the other night, Keisha's our friend who's on an astronomy club, be a writer for uh, the opposition, Jordan Klepper. She said, if you had to give a one word review, what would you say? Oh. And 
I said gut punch. Oh, true. Now, here's what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I'll just talk about how I felt watch it throughout the beginning. Again, I walked to this film thinking, okay, it's going to be good, but like, I know what's going to happen, like you said. Um, it's a YA thing. YA stuff tends to be um, somewhat uh, predictable, a little bit, sometimes a little bit preachy, a little bit, you know, it's like, te- like I don't know, I can- it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. It's it feels, like it feels glossy. It's, gl- it's pretty. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was my thought going into it. I started to watch it. First thing I noticed, first thing, right off the bat, holy crap, Amanda is one of the best actors I've ever seen. 100%. I've ever seen. And I really want people to hear that because, and I, I told Gerard this the other day, uh, Amanda was so good that it made me rethink how I talked about other good actors in the past. And I was like, oh, it feels it feels diluted to say that she was good because I've said that about people who are who can't touch her. Mm. She was so good, such a star. Like, I mean, <laughs> but like legit, like she was she was both a movie star. Um, like she had just a presence on screen that you were like, whoa, son, whoa, who's this person? You know what I mean? She was giving you the re- like. It's such a it's such a tired thing now to do. I'm black in my black neighborhood and I'm white in my white, you know, like, and she's, she's licensed. She's mixed probably like mm-hmm. I am. And it's like, it's a joke that I've been talking about. It's like, it's a joke that Key and Peele did. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been around this idea of the code switching mm-hmm. and doing that. Right. And they bring it up. And she even says like, I had like, I don't know if she uses the word code switching, but she basically is saying yeah. that in the beginning, like I have to act this way here and this way there. And, but when she did it, it felt so organic and mm. so real, even though it's such a repeated and you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. a unique thing anymore. Cause, Cause she had pain in her face every time she switched. It was great. And she was, and she, her, when she switched, I believed her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It went like, cause sometimes people switch and it's like, you have like, cause you have like that key and peel thing you met in your head where they're like, what's up? Dog? And like, we, I mean, actually we didn't talk about, yeah, <laughs> we didn't talk about, uh, Keanu on this on this podcast, but one of the reasons we didn't talk about it is because we didn't know how to talk about it because it felt that felt weird mm-hmm. them being black because it was it felt like they were acting black, mm-hmm. but when she is quote unquote acting black, she it feels organic and it doesn't end, but you could see like her. She's not fully these other people. Because she's not playing into the stereotype of what people think hood people are. Right. Like people think hood people are like her best friend. A little bit more right. ratchet. A little bit more louder. We're right. like, just because you're from the hood don't mean... You have to be full ratchet. Yeah. Like she still like the same shit they did. She still right. like the same music. She still like Jordan. Still use the same kind of... Yeah. Uh, the vernacular. Like vernacular, she was yeah. Still around the way. She just wasn't perpetuating the stereotype that we only see. Exactly. Also, but, credit yeah. to the screenwriter yeah. and, and the director. And the director. And, I and think the director. Apparently, I, I was reading, like, he he definitely was, like, heavy hand in, like, making sure that things I, were authentic. Okay, so and, here's, and now this is what I'll say next. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry this was long, but, mm-hmm. like, this is exactly how I felt. So that was the first thing I noticed. The next thing I noticed was, oh, my God, this director is fire. 
George yeah. is, and he directed Soul Food, which is which yep. is a film we talked about on this podcast. Great, great film. And here's the thing that I love that he did the book. I mean, more than the cinematography, the movement of the cameras and um, the color palette and all that stuff. He let scenes linger. Yes, he let it sit. He let and it when sit. he let it, I, literally, there was one scene where, oh, I know what it was. It was the scene where she is confronting her white friend at the when they were playing video games, and then her white like girlfriend was like, "What's up? Like, what's up with you?" And then they have this fight, and she says this thing, and she says that thing, and the girl leaves. Most directors, most editors, like they it, cut there because mm-hmm. the scene is over. But instead, she leaves. The door closes. We're with Amandala. She goes back to the couch. She sits down. Her other friend's looking like, well, this is awkward. And they just sit in it mm-hmm. for an extra 30 to 40 seconds because it made it feel real and not contrived. Yep. It's so easy to make this film this film feel contrived. It's, it's so hard to not make it that because they talked about every single issue relating to- Which was so crazy. And- and it's crazy because none of it felt forced. Yeah. It blew me away. I was like, I don't understand how... I, literally, in my mind, I was thinking... I was trying to... I, like, I was picking apart things while I was watching this film. I was like, this is cool. But I wish they would show a little bit more about the boyfriend. Because I want to know... Oh, and then we got that scene. Well, they got to wrap up some... I mean, what's going to happen with this... Oh, and then they would do that scene. Well, what about... How does the mom feel about... Oh, and then they would touch on that. Well, but now how does the dad, oh, they would touch on that. Well, how does the dad relate to the brother? Oh, they touch on that. They hit everything, mm-hmm. but none of it, it didn't feel, didn't feel like stretched out. It didn't feel like, uh, you know, a lot of times like some of these films can feel pretentious or they feel like they just, they're extra. It's like, uh, you, you could tell the director is just adding more stuff than they really need yeah. to. And you're like, pull back, calm down. We don't need all of this. Mm-hmm. But this didn't feel like that at all. The acting overall was so on point mm-hmm. like for the, with everybody and the last thing i'll say is this to your point about this is the time where like we're, we're doing like the we have a lot of sh- films and about you know black shootings and i was thinking and that's one of the reasons i didn't want to watch this movie at first because i was like i felt the same way and then i thought about this year guys black panther came out this year mm-hmm. february black history month bro Black Panther came out this year. Mm-hmm. It feels like ages ago. Yeah. Because, you know why though? Because we've had so many black led films that were that were good. We've had Black Panther. We've had Blind Spotting. We've had Black Klansman. We've had Sorry to Bother You. We have this movie. We had, and then we have our comedies. You have Night School. You got um, uh, Uncle Drew. We had like three Dwayne The Rock Johnson films. This, this, this is the most we've ever reviewed movies in theaters. Ever. We didn't review some. There were movies like Kin and The Darkest Minds that we were just like, they bombed at the box office. We had black-led movies bomb and it didn't matter because there were so many more black-led films that we could review and pick and choose which ones we wanted to do. And then I thought about this and I was like a lot, I was like, Blind Spotting, Black Klansman, these are movies that were heavy and I was watching Darkest Minds and I was like, you know what? America needs to be beat, beaten over the head with this message. It, we just do. Because until you keep beating people over the head with it, they're not going to get it. it. This is what it takes. It takes this much 
it takes the, it takes oversaturation for it to really sink in because what happens is the people who who kind of got it who are like oh yeah they like they start to really get it they start to like they start to start feeling the need to tell other people their friends their family members their family members hear that and they're like blah blah, blah. and and here's the thing even the people who who will argue against it or push back or who are on blue lives matter and all of that stuff inevitably it's in the back of their minds no matter what even if they say that they don't believe in it it's affecting them and how do i know because we do have convictions now and i truly don't think that the convictions would have ever come if all of the movement from black lives matter if all of the protesting and now all of these art like all of the art that's being made from it if it wasn't so consistent and non-stop and in your face that's what happened that's what had to have happened that's what had to happen with civil rights we Civil rights. People think Nigga, civil rights started done? in just the sixties. Are you I'm done? Just, no, I'm giving my manifesto. Yo, I'm James ready for ain't go yet. It's been James thirty just minutes got into the damn podcast. <laughs> go ahead, wait, rap, John. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. But I'm just saying, we needed it. People need to see this film. 100. percent People need to be beaten over the head. You, John, one more. And we need more conviction. We d- hey, fuck yeah, we do. We had two, and now, but you know what? Now maybe police will think twice before they shoot somebody because now they'll think. Now maybe in the back of their mind they'll say, "Oh, I don't know if I actually can get away with this now." Man, you know what, brother? Like I hear you, like for real, for real, and I'm not being a cynic. And like I, we got two convictions. I swear to God, that is a big deal. But when that woman went in that black man's house when he was on his own goddamn couch and shot him and the first thing that came out in the news was that oh he had weed in the house we need what the right. what the fuck that's about this woman in the movie that's like in this which, is, which is insane which is the wildest thing which is insane I've ever seen could you imagine being in your own goddamn house the, James you watching fucking dinosaur shit right you watching yep. Jurassic Park that would be that what I was that, that would be what I was doing and someone randomly comes in yep. and starts popping off at I you All right. and then that would be how it happened and then they come to you and they come to you and be like hey man you know what Oh, that dude was. We from- found they, the close they would find is like some uh, whiskey in the. Oh, he ha- he drank I mean, Hennessy. He, he was a they bunch. Would, they would have to lie and say that he had future plan in the background. Like that's the type of <laughs> shit that I'm talking about. So I hear you, but it's like I know, but this shit is. I'm, also, I if the, if I hope. cops see this movie, I hope that there's like if people, you know what I mean. People gotta see it. They gotta they gotta contend with it. James, so I, uh, I, you guys know this that I had trouble after after watching this movie about coming in and reviewing and talking about it because so I loved it, I loved mm-hmm. it, I had a great time. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I I thought that at every moment, every moment had tension and was filled with something, and I thought that, that was amazing. And and you know there were times where I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. It's a they're they're drug deals. Oh, what you know, like the, all that was interesting. But then it was like it all fed into <laughs> it all fed into what the movie was about. Like it 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 you know it all everything came around, and uh, uh, and so I, that it was just amazing. It was it was a, it was an, it was an amazing and amazing movie. But but my problem came after. So I, I went I I saw it at a uh, screening that had a talk back. Uh, the director was there. The oh, the the writer of the book was there. The writer of the f- of the movie oh, well. passed away. Passed yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But the, but and then two producers were there. Uh. And um. It was 
great. The, everyone was asking like dumb questions. Uh, but then a, a black woman stood up and she goes, um, I feel like the way that you represented black people in this movie was very problematic. And then I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was surprising. And she she didn't like that that they were drug dealers. She thought that like, she's like, we've seen so many drug dealers like show something else. She's wrong. Uh, she is wrong. She was wrong. She was wrong. But, oh. At least that was how I felt. <laughs> but she's she, wrong. she, she, she was, she was like, she was, she was looking at it and she, and that was what she saw. Okay. And the, the writer was like, I was just putting my experience. She was, she was really just like, he was based on a person. The, the young exactly. kid was based on a person that I knew and I was writing <laughs> exactly. this, you know, I was, I'm right. You know, everything, everything was coming from her experience. Then we, 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 and then George came in and he was like, yeah, like I'm just trying to do everyone. And then one of the producers who was white was just like crying. Like I look at, I look at Russell Hornsby and he's like an example of a man. Like for me, he was actually crying. It was like, mm -hmm. they were really just like, we a hundred percent support this movie. And this, and then, and then I left and then uh, my wife goes, that group of black women, they're talking about hating the movie also. And it was just like a whole other. And, and, and so I didn't, I didn't know anything about, like, I haven't seen any responses or anything to it, but it was like so hard to listen to her and have her, it was literally just her being like, black people are more than that. So you can in the movie you can show you know like cuz once something becomes a movie it's another thing you know See, it's now open yeah. to other people Everybody I no not to cut you off but Constance Wu talks about this I think she she talks about it in the best way when she got um fresh off the boat people were like yo why are you portraying this type of stereotype she's right. like yo this mom is a dragon lady i grew up with this person this is who it represents she's like your beef isn't with me your beef is with the fact that there's only me on tv exactly. and 100% not other examples. and but my thing, my thing, my problem with that woman's comment is, hello, did, did you just hear all the films that I listed off that came out this <laughs> right, year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not happening right now. Yeah. I understand that it, it, it is a problem. I understand that. But it's like, first of all, that wasn't like there were other black characters in the film. Right. Tommy many other, many other black <laughs> yeah. characters. Exactly. Common's character had money. He was it's a like, cop. Are you ignoring yeah. Common? And she and 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 she and she was like, once once the once the boy picks up the once the boy picks up the gun at the end, she was like, "That was." She walked out. She left. I, I, she. I fully now that I support. <laughs> but she was like, because she, you don't know where they're about to go. Right. One. One. You don't know where they're about <laughs> yeah. to go. I almost. I also almost left, Bruh. But the reason that she walked out was she was like she said <laughs> that it was further villainizing black people. Like See, that was how she saw it, and I, and it was so hard for me because I was also know. like. I would, you know, and then, you know, it's the hate okay. we give and all that stuff. Okay. But I, but I also think that she is wrong as well. I'm like, I felt like she was even just missing the fact that he wasn't just dealing drugs. He was dealing them for literally like that was the, the girl. That like, it was it. as if, it was as if she, it was as if she was looking at it through the lens of a white person. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, she was well, trying no, to, it was, right? yeah. To, to defend her, like I, I get for the most part, but I, I did have a problem with, the one section at the end when it goes to the hate we give. And I, I get the oh, point uh -huh. of it, but that section, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> because to me, it's like, and again, I, I am a nigga from the hood. And yeah. what they tried to say in that moment, 
my mind instantly went, fuck you, cuz. Because to an extent, I get what she didn't even hear that. What, what, <laughs> what, my thing is, I get what they were, and I, I get what they were trying to do. Like, it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. I get it. But what to, to me, what you said in that moment is, is that, yes, we're dealing with this whole system of people who hate us, but now we're giving them a reason to hate us with almost with it, it just, oh i don't it, think that's what it, it i don't know i don't yeah uh, I, I, she wasn't saying that well, but, know, but the, but yeah, the but, moment you said she didn't like that part i because at first i was like i'm not gonna like this and then when i heard the voiceover i'm not mad at the scene i'm mad at the voiceover mm-hmm. but to, we to me what that was saying was is is the hate is is the hate is perpetuated it's continued it's lived on yeah like, so not that we're giving them a reason to hate us but we're taking that hate and we're throwing it back on each other yeah. it's the same stuff of like and, and this uh and, and fences we talked about this like all of the hate and oppression that the black man would get he would take that in but then he would go home and throw it on his wife yeah, yeah. and sometimes the wife would throw it on the kids and then the kids would throw it on each it's, other right, and then it just keeps going right and i think that that's what i think she means that i think she means that too like i don't think i don't think that she means that we are giving even though but 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 so but then at the end of the day that's what that was the but problem that is, I had, mm. right? Because, because we can we can all look at Doug all these light. moments and we can all interpret them in different ways. Yeah. And I loved the movie so much. It did irk. I did. I was bumped a little bit by the hate we give. I was like, hold on, is she saying? I I was with you there, you know. And then I rationalized this piece of it that that Bray was saying, but still. I had so much trouble with it after the movie because I was just like, right. Like I went in and I loved this, but what's right? What's right? What's wrong with, uh, I I had a lot of trouble. I mean, this movie, like, I think we need to hop into it. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to a hundred dollars per day and up to $750 Per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. 
Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road, ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartland! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working... But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Um, but it's, it's interesting because this movie started with something. This movie was so authentically black, man, that it was fucking beautiful to me. It was like, you had this dad who was a panther, bro, like a panther. The opening shot is him with his kids giving the talk. And I know people seen articles about it, but I think people need to really know. Like, I wasn't brought up with the sex talk. My talk was to how to survive people who are supposed to protect you, mm-hmm. which is wild. The talk that black kids have to go through is not how to just, hey, man, you know, the birds and the bees. It's like the people who most people call for help are going to try to kill you for whatever reason they have and these are the ways it will happen and he's his dad literally says at that table i'm going to be driving with you and one day i may get put over i may have messed up i may have done nothing wrong mm-hmm. i remember i remember queen's dad i brought up remember queen's dad saying when y'all get pulled over make sure nate drives because it will he said it's gonna happen i remember mm-hmm. we were driving the goddamn Merlin eastern shore and we got pulled over and nate was driving and it's wild to me that we live in a world where like we are treating our kids like not weaponized, but we're like it's almost we're giving a child armor because we're telling them, hey, the world is going to try to fuck you over. This is how you look out for yourself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to be ready in this situation because there's no one for you to call. Mm-hmm. You can harass. If we, John, if me and you walked out with hoodies right now and we got harassed, who the fuck are we going to call? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Like there's nobody we can go to. Mm-hmm. And to me, to hear that dad have that conversation and be very adamant about it, be like, you remember these things, know your rights. But then at the end of the day, some people will say, you knowing your rights and stating your rights back is you like fighting, you you compromising, which Common tried to say that bullshit later on in the movie, which I'm yeah. so happy that discussion came about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they did everything. I love they it. They did everything, dude. So this the t- was, yeah, oh. this, that scene was great. Hands on the table. And he was like, she like she was what? 10 or yeah, she was nine the brother the older brother was 10 and then a the little brother was <laughs> like one yeah one, like, yeah, yeah one or something eight. like that um great the 
the dynamics between this family. Oh, they also, she also like sets up the neighborhood. You know, you got the barbershop, you got the barbecue joint, mm-hmm. you got the corner store. He was a hood dad who loved his kids, <laughs> yo. Yeah, he was a hood. <laughs> loved his kids. God, man. He had, he had messed up earlier in life. He had gone to jail for a couple of years. He, like, it seems like he took the rap for somebody else. He was a yeah. part of a gang. He gets out of it. That was his way out. They even talk about he now he's got a corner the store. System, bro. They even talk about they really talk about the Thirteenth Amendment. They talk about the fucking. Oh. You know, you have um, him and Regina Hall, and they're like, they're black lo- love, baby. It's so it's so funny because again, they do things that other movies try to. It, honestly, I watching this movie, I like. It just makes me realize how terrible most movies are and how much we just allow it to happen. You know what I mean? We just get used to it and we're just like, oh, like, I guess it like you can't make it good. And that, you know what I mean? And then you just, you There's forget no it. You're like, you don't do it. But then you see something, you see somebody do it great and you're like, wait a minute. You mean all the other times I saw this moment, people weren't doing it right. It was like fake. You know what I mean? Like it was either bad acting or bad writing or a combination of the two. Yeah. But her, but they're, they're like beautiful. the parents making out and then the kids being like, ew, that's a classic scene. But the way that they did it was still with joy. The parents were like, this is like, shut up. Like, this is what we're doing. Kids are like, they're like, and she's like her her voiceover is like their love's a little extra, but they cute though, you know. Yo, that's yeah, they're my cool. OTP. Yes, yeah, was nice. it was like my there was OTP. like smile, like it was so real. Also, we didn't say this yet, but the guy who plays the brother, <laughs> we have to look up his name. Oh yeah, James. But he looks right. so much like James the Third. No way. No, <laughs> it, it was right. messing me up. Stop. Me and John talking about that dinner. Not. We talked about that dinner. He was like, yo. That dude like James. If that dude like, has some bro, glasses at on. At one point, I was like, "Yes, bro." No, man. I was like, "Yo, that's right, James. Well, Leave okay. James alone." I'll take it. Leave James alone. <laughs> but I think I don't think he did. But okay, James, uh, John. I will say this. I think the thing that made Lamar movie different, Johnson. Oh, Lamar Johnson. He was great. I think what made this movie different is that it wasn't certain moments weren't put upon. Like when you saw the parents being cute. She didn't have to have a voiceover. You just saw those black parents be cute as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is something that you never get to see. And you got to see the dad be hood, but still be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get to see like the dynamic. Like his mom was from the suburbs. His mom was from money. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, her mom was from money. Dad wasn't. Mm-hmm. She told you why the mom was still there. You know what I mean? And I thought that was something so good because going back to what the woman said at your screening, it's like, yeah, they did show like thugs and gay members, but the but the mom wasn't. Right. Common wasn't. I mean, technically, Amandala wasn't because Amandala was from the hood, but she went to school in the, in the suburbs. Right. So you saw the vastness of what black people do. I was one of those kids who was in Southeast, but my mom took me to like, I went to a Catholic school my whole life. You went to mm-hmm. a private school. Like, that's that's what you we, went to another school. I went to another that's school. That's exact. I mean, because I, I was born in New York, I went to public school for two years. And then immediately my mom put me in Catholic school. Yeah. And then so me and my sister were in Catholic school. And then they were like, actually, we're just going to move to Jersey. Uh, and this is what I mean, this is what happens. Yeah. Like, and it's it's sad. Like, we talk about, like, the ramifications of that. And they talk about it in, in this the movie, movie too. They talk about it in the movie. What like, movie the mom, is? the whole movie, the mom wants to move. She's like, we need to get out of here. This is dumb. You the, To have pride in where you live, it doesn't matter. I have to care about my kids. Like, I, we need to get out. But then, like, the the... You know, the father is trying to say, like, no, there is something about staying here, providing for the community. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't have to leave. Um, And I mean, in the movie, they wind up staying, which is like, it's like a feel good kind of moment. But 
again, you it's a real struggle that r- parents have to deal with that you don't know what to do, you know, because mm. like, our society pl- places yeah. people in that, those situations. Which is tough, man, because, I mean, you want to stay and fix it up, but then it's like how much... You Here's know. another thing too. That happens not just in black neighborhoods. That happens in white neighborhoods too. That happens yeah. in poor white towns too. In poor rural white areas where the smart people just freaking leave. Yeah. And cities suck suck out a lot of the best and brightest. Yeah. I'm not even trying to crap on people who live in small towns. I'm just saying like there is a thing that ha- our society is set up in a way where it's like if you want to make the most money, you got to go here, you got to go there. And yeah. the people who have a lot of ambition, who have a lot of like... uh like you know what i mean like that kind of career driven yeah. thing a lot of them leave and it's hard for those towns yeah because I'm, that's how our society is set up i mean it's dope i think you know we get to see man this movie touches on so much yeah. like so we get, much we get to see immediately her have her code switch she's like yeah so yeah we mom, see the white high school but we see and this is the thing we see her in jordan's and y'all know i'm in love with jordan's yes. but the thing about it she's is though head. And this, I think this touches on what John was saying earlier about Amanda Lynn. And I think this is this is solely a performance thing. As she's walking down the hall, you hear the VO talking about, yeah, when I'm here, I'm... Uh, and she talks about, like, I'm a different person here. I'm, I'm a star 2.0. And she's saying, I don't know if I even like being this person. She's, as she's saying it, I don't even know if I like being this person who I am. As she's saying this, people are high-fiving her. People are, like, pointing at her. And every time she does, hey... And instantly her face goes back to like a right. little bit of sadness. The yeah. best, oh, the best is she, the line she says is, my, for my white friends, talking slang makes them cool. Yeah. But for me talking slang, it makes me like the black hood, girl, the from, black the hood, girl yeah. from the hood. Black and from the so hood. I don't do it. So you see like three different instances where they're like, where they're like, yo girl, what's up? How you doing? And she's like, I'm fine. Thanks. Good to see you. But that was my college and again, experience. It doesn't, I and here. the thing is, I just said it and I made it sound cheesy. In the movie, it's not cheesy. Well, so I, but I, what's interesting about what you were saying in your initial thoughts is that like it, it, it doesn't feel like this was even played for comedy. Yes. Like it was like, it was literally just like, I, and I don't know that I've ever seen code switching not played for comedy. Exactly. exactly. I feel like that's why this was so fresh exactly. because it's literally just like, and when, when we hear from the white people, what's up girl or whatever, it's like, groan inducing it's like right we don't like them you right. know what i mean yeah. like, right but you, we all listen all three of us at this table we all got the voice oh, if you if you if you were if you were calling verizon or right. whoever your phone it's my voice <laughs> but you but like to me it's like you saw her do the thing that we've seen in other movies twice this year right. but like yeah. you said they were played for jokes right and the other thing is yes she you could see like the like that kind of sigh in her face but and we'll talk about this the the boyfriend who is who is potentially problematic it i liked the fact that the boyfriend was also doing this black thing yeah he like makes a beat he's like he wears sneakers like jordans and like he does this thing where he's like dancing and he's just dancing and she's like looking at him but she's genuinely laughing and genuinely like enamored with this guy yeah who's like doing a thing that she doesn't know how she feels about but she's okay with him and i was like this is real like yeah it's not just like he's just like that he's just that's just that's just him him. it's probably problematic but that's just him but that's just him and i was like that's i love that because there are people who you're like i mean as me growing up in a white high school like there are people who are like you're like oh this dude is like trying to act so black and there's like some people are like it feels authentic blind spotting kind of talked about that too but anyway no i i I thought that was great and i also loved honestly i love i mean damn this movie did move quick um after that scene we get to her back home she goes to the party with her home girl who her home girl it's so funny because i'm happy her home girl was in there because the home girl was 
a LaQuisha. Her homegirl was like the runaway chick that you were expecting who brought her to a party just to jump somebody. <laughs> the whole point to bring her to the party was like, yeah, you got my back, right? It's like, wait, what? You know like what you're mean? trying to start a fight. I did not come here for this. Yeah, like that's not what I'm here for. And I did love that Amanda showed up in the hoodie. Fun of her. Yeah, man, because like, I mean, look, I wasn't the hood dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, my boy Omar was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had, like, that wasn't. Right. I didn't have Jordans. My shoes had freaking Power Rangers in the side of them, Jones, till I was in like 12th grade, bro. You know what I mean? But it was so cool to see, like John was saying, like, you see different types of black people, yeah. which makes you so frustrated about that woman. It's like, you didn't watch it. No, that's <laughs> you didn't the, watch that's the movie. The, that's the thing. She didn't. She didn't allow herself to see. Yeah. She didn't allow herself to see what the movie was trying to be. Yeah, you know? right. What? Well, so you have yeah, and you have all these different types at the party, and she's kind of like, and she even says at the party, she's like, I like, I don't know if I should be at this party. Both sides. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She don't know what she, which is so weird. You don't know where you fit yeah, both in. Both sides don't know if they should be at this party. My white side and my black side. I'm like, I don't know if I should be at this party. Though. Which is so cool to like to, to be one of the people who does, like you don't know where you fit in because you still got to code switch around black people, yo. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, you know what I mean? Like we still got to do it. Like you know, if we're somewhere, like if we go to Brown, if we had a show at Brown, yeah. that show's gonna be drastically different than our show at Howard. Yeah. Right. If we go to Howard. Them jokes better. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's going to be different. And, right? uh, <laughs> and so, and then this is the the first time uh, we meet Khalil. Um, yeah. New edition. <laughs> new edition. Is that who he is? Algie Smith. He, new he edition. was great. Uh, from Detroit. He, he was great. Also, the new edition story. Also, new edition. That's yes. how I knew him first. He was in Detroit. Okay. I, the thing about him that I, I really liked in this movie is that he was super likable. And it, it was tricky because I know he wasn't the focal point. Mm-hmm. But I did love later on learning that, like, you know, this dude had a tough life. But he still, yeah. for the most part, wasn't the hood dude who was super tatted. He was still kind of pretty. He was still pretty jovial. I would have loved kind of to see him live a little bit more or even... But I know that's not the point. Yeah, but, right. I, I, but I did think that, like, this whole section was rich with him, right? Like it was. We, we, it, it, like, we that's really got agreeing. to know him, you know, and their history all comes out right there. And, and it's it was, hard because... For me, I know there is just an overwhelming sense of dread immediately yeah. when he comes in because I'm just waiting for because I'm like it's gonna happen. You wearing the same night. outfit from the trailer, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't see the trailer. I had no idea what, oh. what was coming. Oh, I had no really? idea what was coming. The whole movie. Oh, that's oh, great. no idea. Wow. The whole movie. Wait, so oh, sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> no, actually no, great. No, Wait, so yeah, how did you experience this? Cart- I mean, I was this part was just like so nice. And uh, so you were like, you were able to be like happy and joking yeah, when they were yeah, yeah. flirting. And then, and then the second the 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 cop pulls up, immediately frightened. I mean, right. they, and and Cat was frightened too, but I think she had seen the trailer before. So like, I was like, I didn't know what was. Y'all coming. remember when we saw Get Out? Remember when we yeah. saw Get Out? And literally at one point, where the lights, the police cops, um, the lights flash, and everyone in the theater goes. Oh no! Yo. Like the dread. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. The fact that there's so much dread, yeah, and like people that are supposed to help you, like right. that's insane shit. Yeah, no, it's cra- it's really crazy, and it's re it's and it, but it's so real, and it's always been a part of you know. It's like a thing mm-hmm. that's always been a part of my life, and it's like, oh wow, now it's <laughs> now everybody gets <laughs> now it. Everyone, everyone knows. knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. No, it's true. There's something to be said that now everybody gets it. Right. Right. So. um I think oh, his insane. performance was so good because it was just, again, just like Amandala, so natural, so real, so authentic. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like that flirting that's like, 
in an in another world in her like white world is like a little bit too much you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. but in this world like we get it and we also see like the kindness in his heart they have the moment where they where you know the kiss happens and oh, then she's so like cute. i you know I, can't, I have a boyfriend and he's like that's okay i'll like I'll wait. we got time I'll we wait got time you. and then ah! And, then, wait. And, it, and and so it was that moment when I was like, oh well, he's he, he we're gonna lose him. Like I, it was in that moment where I was like, okay, his time is him is saying small. we got time again. And here's the thing, you can say that line and in a in a bad actor's mouth, in a bad director with a bad script, we got time would be like, oh god, yeah, it would be gross because it wasn't a big deal. It would be gross, <laughs> it, <laughs> but it was so authentic. Yeah, he wasn't giving her a line. He was like, "It's cool, it's we cool," and he was like, "Of course, well, of course, he would say that." Yeah, but he's like, is, "They're in high school." Like, yo, oh wait, when we when the cop when the cop comes, right? When the cop comes, mm-hmm. the type of fear that is that because two things usually happen. I don't know if you guys have been pulled over by cops. Two things usually happen. You're either going to get a cop who's trying to be super friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to make a joke like, oh, who that? What's going on in the car, right? Which is like, bro, like, what the, what is happening? You know what I mean? And yeah. you can't ask. Honestly, I appreciate the friendly cop yeah. see, so I, much more. See, it's so tricky because I never know what to expect because the thing is, at the end of the day, it's like, I can't ask you a question. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and if, Oh, I no, yeah. No, no, no. I never ask a question. And the thing is, I think sometimes, at least in my experience, is like, if you know your rights, right? If you know, for instance, is that when a cop pulls you over, you're not legally obligated to roll down your window mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. Just low enough that they can see see your eyes and you can speak. Like, you don't have to do oh, the wow. shit. But we don't do that. A cop, technically, without probable cause, can't go in your trunk. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, yes. Like, That's but we, but we all, But we all, but people just do it. And to me, it's like, it's something to see this cop show up and kind of play in both fields at first. Like, at first, he's like, kind of, he's super disrespectful, but then he goes, like, who's that? And I can't all tell right. what he's doing. I can't yeah. tell. Is this a friendly cop? Is this an aggressive cop? He wasn't a friendly cop. Right. You know, he was he's trying immediately. To, no. I think the second he's we see him, he like has his hand okay. on his Because thing. to me, the friendly cop. That happens so all the here's time, what though. the he was, so here's what, he was so skittish. I know what you're saying because and the friendly cop has a thing behind him, so yeah. it's not actually friendly. But this is what their their technique is. I'm going to pretend like I'm your best friend, but I'm gonna actually ask you like so they'll pull like like I've gotten pulled over a couple times, never, and I've never gotten a ticket. Uh, <laughs> but what will happen Shit. is I get pulled over, and and the one thing that the one thing that I hate in movies when they don't do is when you get pulled over. There's some time before they get to you. Yep. Get out your get out your yeah, license yeah. and your and your <laughs> oh, registration. See, listen, uh, uh, that's uh, the only that's nope, the thing that they do. That. I don't do that. I no, don't do, that. do I don't it do that. immediately yeah, do that. because do they're that. going to ask you yeah. for it. Nope. Because my thing is, if I'm in my car. If three of us are in the car and I'm driving and I'm f- and you from the distance behind and you see me shuffling yeah, exactly, shit, yeah. I can't do it because at that point I, I'm you, I'm gonna start. Wearing, I'm more I'm nervous to do it in front my, of them. I'm gonna start wearing my ID in like a badge, like around my neck. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm act, way, I, every time I'm I get into a car. I'm way more nervous it. to do it. To to be like they're like where's your registration and then I have to go no nope. oh, over so you, to get the, a, you get a badge you put the, you put the ID <laughs> wait do you have you your registration, registration in what, what, what I do is and it's, it's so tricky because my thing is I'm I've been very skittish of like there's there's rules if you look back it means you're hiding something if you move if they see you move it's like they Boom. see hiding something so to me it's like what I normally do is I normally the dad was so right I usually have my hands on top um, fingers spread and I will try my best to keep my left hand there. And like, hey, I'm going, I'm leaning. And I I will do my best. I know exactly where it is. It's in the gut parts. Yeah. It, but you then, know that dude got shot when yeah. he told the cop. But, but you can get 
You can get shot no matter what. You can get shot no matter what. He said, I'm getting my registration. I have a gun in the the glove compartment, just so you know. It's a legally registered gun. But the thing is- And he went into the glove compartment. He got shot. But my thing is, there was nothing at that point, to be truthfully honest, that that dude could have done. Because at this point, he- he had his license, the gun registration license. He told people, you see the video of how yeah. slow he's fucking moving. At that point, he's just black. I yeah. know. Like, yeah. At that point, he's... It, That's even, what I'm scared of. What, what, yeah. I'm saying, no, what I'm 100%. saying for you, that may work, but also to me, it's like at that point, depending on who may be with you in that car, mm-hmm. you doing that motion from the back may look like you're like shuffling or hiding but weed can they or see shit. you? Yeah. They can see your head. I mean, they you can keep see the so you keep the registration in the in the window. I, I, know, that, I know you have to keep it up in the mirror. That is what you have I, to do. I know people who do that. I know mm-hmm. people who do that. I know people who do that. Then that's all you gotta do is I know grab people it. Who do that? I know people uh, who do that. And then yeah, and then I well, but that shouldn't have to fucking happen. No. It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. But you, but well, the friendly saying? officer is like, can I, like, can I see license registration, please? How are you? What do you? So what's up? How are you doing tonight? What's going on? I have only had like the doctor cop, which is just like. This, I'm just I'm just gonna ask you questions. These are the questions. That's all I've ever. Bruh, I've never had someone with any amount of personality up or down. I had a person who asked me no question, dragged me out of the car from my parents. Yeah, no, I'm, no, crazy. no fuck. And the thing that's so crazy about shit like that is like right now we just sat here for five fucking minutes describing ways that we cannot get shot, which is yeah. not even fucking funny. No, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And it's like, no. and the thing is, those ways. <laughs> There's a smile no, on my that's face. Just, yeah, that's not but, funny. But it's no, so, it's just what because you do. you're used it's just, to it. Yep. It's just what it is. It's <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like we know There's the nothing world. I can do about it, so I laugh instead of cry. This, <laughs> yeah, the, this last week was our was our uh, our our honeymoon, and we were in a car a lot. And every time we got in a car, Cat talked about like, okay, and this is what we're gonna do. And then if we get pulled over, then we're gonna do this. And this is the plan. Literally, yeah. every time we got in the car. Wow, is that how wow is it to have a kid right? To have a kid and to send that kid out into the world, and you can protect your kid from hood violence to a, for for an extent, but you can't protect this kid from just being black on the street. And no. literally, at one point, the line that's in the movie is like, "Yo, it's hard to be black. It's hard. Was it hard to? It's hard to. It's hard to be not a, or not not a criminal when your skin color is, is, the, is the weapon. Yeah, and it's like, like literally, they said the Rodney King. One of the cops said." In the video being interviewed, they said, but did he have a, what, what, you didn't see a weapon. And he said, I did see a weapon. The weapon was his body. He literally said that. Eric Gardner yeah. was huge. He was huge. And that was the thing. My man was selling Lucy's. I, I literally was like, cool. So you just walk around seeing every, everybody has a weapon. Is that what you're trying to say? No, right but now? I think, but I think, and not to skip around, but I know we should be, yeah, moving we should along. be moving on. But it's my thing. I think, and this is a skip, we can come back. But uh, the conversation, the most, not most important, but one of the most important conversations in this movie is later in the film with Amanda and Common. Common is a cop. Common is also a black guy, right? And Amanda, she says two really important things in the movie, and this is one of them, the second one. Um, She goes, uh, uh, if... Uh, the the brush. She's like, well, the cop and comic gets this whole speech about you know. Some people don't see it that way. Yeah, like some people see like and my, my teacher, mm-hmm. my, my my teacher in high school, um, stopped teaching. Used to be a cop, and all of a sudden he was like, yeah, I had to come back to teach, and he's like, there's certain things I can't unsee. So it was like, God bless, I will never ask you. Mm-hmm. But he he does describe a thing like when you pull somebody over or when you go in someone's house, it is heightened because you don't know what to expect. People don't like you because of your badge, right? Because it isn't the old days. This isn't the days of the cop who lived in the neighborhood is police in the neighborhood. This is the white dude from Beverly Hills going to Compton. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And listening to Compton tell the story about 
the heightened senses, how you're aware, how you're looking for movements, how you're listening to sounds, how you're looking at the woman in the car to see if the woman's being kidnapped or if the woman's been assaulted. Mm-hmm. I, and I get that. But when Amanda hits him with, if it was a white guy and you saw him move out the car, would you say, put your hands up or would you shoot? And for her friend, he's like, I would shoot. For the white guy, he goes, I would say, put your hands up. And in that statement alone, what you're saying to me is, is that you're giving that white dude benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Correct. You're giving him just you're giving him just a little bit of credit that he is not a criminal, whereas this person's black skin automatically makes him a criminal. And like that is a sad thing because that's a black cop. I'm more scared of black cops than white cops, a hundred percent. Because to me, it's like a white cop. I know you don't uh, not again, whatever. But I know instinctively you may not fuck with me. Yeah. But to when I see a black cop, it's like, oh, I don't want to have to pull you over. I'm disappointed in you. I may be taking out what white cops said. I don't know. It's, it seems like there's so much anger. When a black cop comes yeah. to you. I liked I really love that scene because they gave Common his little they gave him his spiel. Yeah. He wasn't and they allowed him to be like a quote unquote good guy in other moments. Yeah. yeah. Because that is, for the most part, what it is. Now, there are some cops that I think legit are just straight up trying to kill people. Yeah. Um hundred yeah. percent. Um that they don't like. But like in these moments, like the people when they're like, oh, you know, we just there's just a bunch of bad apples or whatever the heck that people will try to say. What they're talking about are people like Common who who are like, you see them, you 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 know that they're trying to do the right thing, but they have a mentality that's flawed. But he is. But they're a la- But the movie allowed him to say the thing, but it also allowed Amanda to get the last word, and which I really like, liked. And he got a shot to reflect. He got one smooth shot. And then she also said something, sorry to keep putting around, when she's being interviewed on TV and they keep asking oh about- Oh my God, the interview. His, his, his criminal history. The interview. The, the interview they did it and, when, and in the and interrogation. In the interrogation. When she, when she, or I guess it wasn't an interrogation, but it was an interrogation. No, but it was. It was, it was an interrogation. It was supposed to be a statement. Right, It was supposed to be a statement It's just a statement of what happened and they're like, and they're asking her, okay, well, did he start to fight. You know, what did he do? Like, oh, does he deal drugs? Like, what? I don't. I mean, he said that he did it. Blah blah blah. Who does he deal drugs for? You know, I don't know. Was he thinking? Like, why did he? Why did he reach for his comb? I don't know. Why don't you know? I literally, I was like, what are you talking about? Why doesn't why she know? She, does, because she's not him. Yeah. Why? What? <laughs> and like, also, but she said, they, it. but they were interrogating her like she was guilty. But yeah. she gave him. She gave the answer that I think was his. Um, Ashton, he was trying to make sure I was okay. And to me, it, it, if I was in that situation and my lady was in the car, I'm probably going to try to be playful because I know yeah. she will be stressed the fuck out. And to me, it's like, what you're saying, that again, I brought this up on this podcast before. If you go to fucking Time Magazine, Dave Chappelle just said this on the Van Jones show. He did, like last weekend. You think about how people are treating these white girls who are addicted to opioids, right? And you think about how they treated black people when they were addicted to crack. One was an epidemic that needed to be eradicated. One is a problem that we got to fix. It's like literally the cover of one is a crack baby and the other one is a white girl in front of a brick wall holding the crime baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the visuals are different. And when I look at this moment, it's like, yo, you're asking me about this boy. But again, no one's asking about this white woman who shot up that black dude in the house. Yeah. To this day, I don't know shit about her, but I know that this dude had an, a, a fifth of weed in this house. I know. Why the fuck do I know that? Yeah. My man was what? My man could have been watching the fucking game. Ain't nobody saying, "Oh man, this dude loves the fucking Cowboys." Yeah. Nobody says, "Oh, she." This, this chick came home fucking half tired, walked in this man's house and shot him, and they found out they dated. And no one is telling you no facts about this chick. But we know this nigga had weed in the house. Right. 
Right. So they ask, they Come ask on, bro. both the in, in the interrogation uh, that was supposed to just be a statement, and the woman who was interviewing was asking her about like the criminality, the, the king lords, the what? king lords, or whatever. That was all and she's she was like, "You're not about. asking me about what actually happened. Like this has nothing to do." And they, and even they, like the cops were like, "Well, we need context." It's like there is no, what context? He didn't know any of this stuff either. There is yeah. no context. The context is what happened in the night of the shooting. Period. That's the context. Anyway, so we have that. So we have, so they touch on the media problems. They touch on the, the you know, the kind of all a lot, the, the blue lives matter, kind of the cops angle of it. where We have a black cop. Now they the also- Gangs, the gangs don't mess with it now. So now the gangs, right? And so they touch on the issue of snitching and what this means, right? Because like now they're upset with her because- she said that i mean it also was a thing where i was like i don't know why she had to say it. that was the i was like that was the only part of the movie that felt that felt forced the she only the only time i was like i was just like why did she say that he worked for the king like she didn't have to name yeah, the name yeah but then gang. didn't she say it because of uh, she said it because of the her friend her other friend who was right uh, you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like, yes, probably, we don't probably. we don't learn that until That's true. way later okay, in the moment sense. it feels weird it feels but, weird but that she, makes more sense yeah. that makes way more sense um also, man, but I like that. I like that they brought the gang kind of into it because it, it does play a thing. You know what I mean? You it's can't like snitch. the whole you can't snitch. It's 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 true. It's like and then there was this thing of like. This is the thing that makes people so it, 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 it creates an even greater barrier between cops and the people who they are supposed to be serving. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're but it's really just like uh <laughs> a confinement of those those communities you know what i mean it's yeah. like making sure they don't get out and affect the other neighborhoods that we have deemed good and we just confine and contain this neighborhood you know what i mean we don't actually care about the people here we just don't want it to spill out here that's Which, really yeah. what it, that's how the policing but, but, is done in in those kind of inner cities and it's so interesting because this movie and this, sorry sorry people we are skipping around but there's so much in this movie that i feel like this could be like a five-hour podcast but it's like they touch on so much stuff where even the dad at one point, the dad at one point says to, who is it? Who is he talking to? He says to somebody and he talks about the drugs and how the drugs and stuff. Can, he talks about why people become, like why people yeah. turn it, like why people become drug dealers, right? And he's like, it's not because it's something that they want to do. Quincy Jones, Quincy has a doc on Netflix. He talks about it. He's like, when he was growing up, he wanted to be a thug. That's all he saw around him. He saw that the people who had money weren't the dudes going to the nine fives, but it was the people on the corners, people on the block. And he's like, that's the system. He's like, the system just puts you in the circle of like, oh, yes, you could go to college and get out of here, but that costs a lot of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that costs a lot of and time. And there's no guarantee. That's time. That's like, money and time. Like, and there's no guarantee. You could be like... We hear about the people who break through, who become the only black person in Baba and this job or that job or whatever, especially then, you know, the thing is, it was like there was no guarantee that you would even get the job, even if you were able to get all that education. Because at that point, you have to be we talk about on this podcast, you have to be exceptional. Right. Right. And at that point, you also have to not only be exceptional. But nobody's doing that by themselves. Right. Like you have to have someone who makes a huge sacrifice for you to propel or someone to be like, yo, I see something in you. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so to hear that dad talk about this vicious cycle and not defend it, but just say, this is how it happens, man. And also he brings it up. Do you know anybody with a private jet? Yeah. Anybody? Like, <laughs> they, they, like they said it in straight out of, of course, Compton. Yeah. <laughs> they say it in so many movies. <laughs> Black, literally, if you live in a project somewhere, I'm pretty sure in your closest, you don't know anybody with a jet. So it's like, how is all these drugs getting into the city? And again, 
drugs are everywhere. Everywhere. They're not just in the inner city. The inner city is the only place where drugs are policed that heavily. In where that, they're literally breaking into people's homes and doing search, like having search, get, somehow getting search words, which should be illegal, and breaking into people's homes to find something. And then the only thing they find is like a small amount of drugs, but that's enough to put people away. Mm-hmm. If they ooh. were breaking into people, could you imagine if cops were raiding college dorm rooms? You, you think they wouldn't find something? Oh, at Yale? You talking about if they go to Yale? You think they wouldn't find something? Send their asses to Yale. I'm about to call some shit. They would in find Yale something specifically. Go, yeah, send their asses to Yale. Yale. Send their asses to Yale. Stanford. But that political firestorm would be insane, and they could never, they wouldn't be able to withstand that. Well, it's so, so again, it's like we're anyway. Anyway, no, but this it's isn't so, a no, but it's, this is ahead. not a political podcast. Yeah, no. Sorry, I, I, I almost forgot. Yes, we don't talk about politics <laughs> on here. We Sorry. don't. Sorry, we don't At talk all? about politics. No, we don't talk about politics. What have you been doing this whole time? Talk about, I'm do, saying we this tell is jokes. not a political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tell, we telling jokes on this zone. This is oh, not what we do. This is not what we do. <laughs> but the thing about all right, just to skip ahead. So like you know, now we're living in it. Now we see Amanda like trying to deal with again. She has the gang. She has Anthony Mackie on her, and also. Her friends at school. So, and this is the thing that I think is yeah. so important is that oh my God. her friends. Oh, saying, this friend. Yeah, but also this is my Woo! thing. This is my thing that's so interesting about it is that this friend was saying the same shit that saying she probably always said, but that's now right. it's different. Now it's different. Now it's different. Like I've had friends who I used to let slide with that. I mean, you black, but you ain't that black because when mm-hmm. I first came to New York, I didn't want to be a scary black person to them. So the voice was a little bit high picture, you know, like it was a little, it was a little more bounce. And it's like, because I have to make other people feel comfortable and they hear this girl make fried chicken jokes and not see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Fried chicken jokes, bro? You gonna make a fried chicken We had it for joke? lunch. What's your problem? Mm. And, Yo you know, girl, what's up? We the, tight. The beauty of this movie, <laughs> the beauty of this movie is that I Amanda it. never forgave her. But, yeah. right, because, but here's, a, here's the, to me, the even bigger beauty was that there was a progression in the, the it took place over a period of time it wasn't like the first thing that she said she was like excuse me she she said something the girl said something back and then she was like oh yeah you're right you're right i'm tripping i'm tripping we did have fried chicken for lunch you're right i'm sorry i'm just sorry don't i just i'm sorry like whatever something's on my mind then another thing comes up and then they have a little another fight and then it's like I don't know. She's always been like that. It's just been, it's just weird and this thing and that thing. And the mom is like, she's like, oh, I know you've never liked her. No, no, no. I'm not saying I never liked her. I'm just saying, I hate that you follow her like that. Mm -hmm. I hate that you, everything that she says, you just agree with. Why did you do, and she's like, oh, that's not true. Why did you do this thing? Because she wanted to. Okay, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so she, and it, it, it wasn't just, a manifestation of like no screw you because that's not that's not what happens in real life yeah especially with with a friend that you've had for that long but it does happen Mm -hmm. there's a progression and then you start to have those conversations and you realize what that girl's true colors were like it came out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and she stuck with it that girl was like no like you're not thinking about the cop's life you know, whatever. Like, I think that they was right. It, I mean, it was yo, incredible. But but the thing is, the that's Black so Lives Matter uh, protests. Yo, <laughs> when you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in store or online, is easy, and saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. 
So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. I think I think that was so cool about this movie is that even after that Black Lives Matter thing and everyone got out of school early, you had that moment of the girl, and this is some this reminds me of college, so this is whatever. When the girl goes, Yeah, he was different. And she says it. And she doesn't even know, she can't even articulate why at first. Mm -hmm. And Amanda goes, hey, because he had a brush in his hand, you think you think he was a weapon? I mean, he's different. And it's I different hold in it, his hand, right. If I hold it, what is it? No. Right. If you and, and it's something that's so particular because because about that, like I remember I remember in college getting in the argument being confronted by my roommates because I had a Malcolm X and a, a, a Martin Luther King shirt on. <laughs> Cause like again, confronted. Oh, I'm talking about in my in my bedroom Ugh. because my roommate's girlfriend was offended that I had Malcolm X on. My offended? Because he okay. was because he was racist and hated white people. And I'm like, all right, this is a this is a teachable moment. I'm all about teachable moments. And I remember going like, hey, he started off being like self defense. His simple thing was again, like I'm not telling you go out there and just kill motherfuckers. But if someone comes to your house try to kill you, you need to defend yourself, defend your family. That's what he was about. But again. He switched, like literally the roles switched. Mm -hmm. When he ended his life, he was like, we need allies. I get it now. And to see Amanda have to teach this girl what that fear feels like, a fear that no kid should ever have to feel for holding a brush. And the thing is to see that girl cower, right? right. And, and cry and whimper. Something in me felt fear for Amanda at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because my thing is you have a blonde, you have a blonde, cute white girl screaming, terrified. Mm -hmm. Even though she deserves it, and you're just a black girl with braids, with braids right. over her. I'm like, I was scared that somebody was going to just run up on her. Yeah, at this point in the movie, too, they are really turning up. Like, th there are no safe places, you know? No. I th is At this point, she they are staying at Commons or... Uh, not, not yet. Not yet, right? Not yet. But so, like, so it's like now it's like school is not safe, mm -hmm. you know? We know that she is not even safe there anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then, like, right after this, we get, like, Home is not safe, you know. They shot in their man's house. They oh shot. They shot up that man's house with his family in there. And it's so funny because I thought that was going to happen in the scene earlier because they kept showing Regina Hall by that door. I kept getting scared. Any anytime somebody was near a window, yeah. or a door, like even at the end where I was like, "Yo," I kept waiting for somebody else to like get shot, and I was like, "This is too much." Like the amount of tension I had in this movie was yeah. insane. But, it's, but I it's, was so mad. But it felt with the, with the brother, uh -huh. uh, with the older brother, when they like go back to the house, I was like, "Don't get just, like." And there, were, that was still there was something about that that was sweet. It was like it's so funny how many times in the movie I thought, "Don't do that. That's stupid." But I also was like, "But I get it. Like you I get, get why you're doing it." He's the and I was like, family. "Yo, I would." I would if my dad was like, I'm going back to the house to defend the house. I would totally be like, Yo, Dad, I'm coming with you. Yeah. We're gonna defend like, and it. Oh my God, that. And the son that still scene was scared. Me up. And the son was scared. And he was scared. He was scared in the scene. Oh man, that messed me the up. The scene that messed me up, the, like one of the most. Oh my God. 
the scene right after Amanda does the interview and they're in the restaurant. Oh, God. And you see the gang across the street. The dad comes out to confront them. And the thing is, it's so crazy. The dad is about to fight three of these dudes, mm-hmm. right? Again, three of these dudes. An idiot. Don't, don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Three of these dudes. But then you realize, oh, he was the guy's enforcer in right. the first place. Mm-hmm. But then it's so crazy about it is that we see the car drive off, we see the cops come. And I think it was just repeating itself. And the right. thing is, you knew it was about to. And it didn't even matter if phones were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it. Yes, I know that we get indictments now. But we've we've there's been decades of now right. footage showing things happening to people of color in groups of people. Right. I mean, bruh, we watched Fruitville Station. That happened on a pack in front of a pack train. Yeah. That dude didn't even really get fired. He got what did he, he got like leave? Like well, the same get, thing that happened like, in this movie. It paid, paid, leave. paid leave. And I'm like, that happened on a train full of people in the era of right. cell phones. And I'm looking at this dad who is now being forced on a glass in front of his family. You know what I mean? Like, no one's talking to him. No one's asking him legitimate, calm questions. Right. Even when he comes out, even when his kids come out the goddamn house, people yelling at his wife. I remember when the cop yelled at my mom. Ain't nobody give a fuck that she was an older woman. My mom was in her 70s. Right. And this only happened to me. She was 70 when this shit happened. Ain't nobody give a fuck that's an old black lady. You know what I mean? Right. Ain't nobody give a fuck that you got a, what, five-year-old also, in front of you? Also, what is... Uh, so- this isn't a political podcast, but what is wrong with America that the police are so afraid of, like, the government is so afraid of its citizens, that afraid of its citizens? It's like, well, what are you doing to make people that afraid? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing that you're that afraid? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That means you're doing something wrong. Because what, you think oh, there were all just murderers? Like, right. that's what you think? You yeah. think that you, this is just a world full of, like, people who are just going to shoot a cop in the face? No. Most people ain't got- who Man. who like you're literally throwing your life away if you try to murder a police officer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it takes that takes a level of either mental insanity or like I literally have nothing to live for to do something like that. And yet cops are so scared all the time. Um, it's the thing where we live in a world where like I'm thinking about even in this movie when we when we have the big thing is we trying to get Amanda to 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 build the courage. To, to talk in front of the grand jury, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. She has to talk in front of the grand jury like no one's in there with her. And the thing that's so interesting is because how she's taught, she knows the officer's number, knows his last name, 115. Details, right? right? Details. She goes, and I remember seeing this in the movie, and I, I was sitting next to an older black woman um, who took my seat, by the way, but I'm going to let it go. Uh, <laughs> she was sitting in my seat, but, you know, it was reserved, whatever. <laughs> but when the scene comes, Amanda is walking in the courtroom, and they show the jury. This woman goes, oh, no. Like, just straight up, oh, no. We see one black dude. And it sucks that her and mine and probably everyone else's initial reaction is, even though we know what happened and Mm -hmm. even though we're about to hear this young girl's, like, account of the situation, we know that no matter what happens, because of the fact that these people don't have the same skin color as her, they will not understand or side with her. Yeah, It's like, it sucks. It's like, we still people. Like I tell, I said, I said this today. It's like my family's from the south, bro. Like those poor black people are just like the poor white people. They live on the same block. They deal with the same goddamn issues. And the thing is, when I hear some of them talk, I'm like, y'all do realize that Trump made all y'all, but y'all broke from the same. Y'all should be mad at the same person. Legit, yeah. we all broke down this motherfucker. Like it's not even about skin right now. Mm-hmm. This now is about class. And to see the fact that these people are her peers from her neighborhood and don't have her best interest in mind. And we find out later on that there is no, like, they're not going to trial. Dude's free. 
Nothing happened. Literally, yeah. literally, this movie ends with the big shooting. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. That's the point. That's how crazy is that? Is that your big reveal? Right. There's no. There's never been a big altercation. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a march. What normally happens? Yeah, there's a riot. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but not but not even but like no. It's not even like the LA riots. It's not even like black people are like no, breaking it was a shit. Huge it's riot, literally, but it was like a like a Fer, like the Ferguson yeah. or. But it's Baltimore. so crazy because when you see it, it's like even at Ferguson, people were like breaking and like I know we see the car, the police car window get busted or whatever. But like people aren't looting, people aren't doing that. People were just marching, and then we always see these cities with all this like war gear, bro. Mm-hmm. Like why does the city have a tank? And, and what I what because I, they're afraid of their citizens. Yeah, and like it seemed like it seemed like the movie. I mean, and this is probably just from footage, but like it was like it was calm until. The police made it not calm. Right, tear gas, do you like, know? that's like, what always happens. It was everything was, we we were good, we were straight. Yeah. Just get out of our way so we can stand here and we can right. protest. That's it, Pro- peaceful protest. Oh, okay. Now, now it's now it's a problem. But also the thing is, like, I mean, and and this is this this is what, uh, you know, I have problems with Colin Kaepernick because he doesn't vote. But um, this this is what he has shown me is like there is no appropriate way to protest now. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. Just take any. I can't just sit down. I physically can't do nothing in my own space without offending or being uh, uh, a target here in America. You know what I mean? Like there's young kids who now they were saying in college, like if, if some of these kids knew before games, they'll be kicked out of school. It's like, bruh, this is a peaceful, bro. This is a sit-in. This is a new age sit-in. You know what I mean? And this isn't even taking up space mm-hmm. at a restaurant counter. I'm literally supposed to be on this field, and instead of standing, you know what? I'ma just sit down. I'ma just take a knee. And it's late me, at night. Nobody's going to these stores. Like we can be out here right now. It doesn't. It's it's frustrating because like, why does this town have a tank? You know what I mean? Like for real. Like I think about this time in the city. It's like when my parents they live. They do. live. They live in a place that is so small, so small that they only have uh, a IGA. Used to be Piggly Wiggly, and a Family Dollar. And yet their their police force. Has a tank. Well, John Oliver has a whole program. I people should go look it up. The, mil- the militarization of the local police. Uh, it's a real thing. It happened. There was a surplus of, of, because we spend the most money on our military more than the next. I think it's eight countries combined. Wow. Like the next combined. It's like yes. It's like combined. we're number one, and and in terms of all the countries in the world, who spends yeah. the most in the military? It's like us number one, and then it's like the next eight, two through eight. If you combine how much they spend, we still have that spend more than they absurd. all do. How do you have a town without a Walmart or a pizza place, but you got a tank? This I know we're not a political podcast, but I'm just this saying. Is it. No, this is um, it. That's what I'm saying. And then the so the only thing I have to say, I don't have to say this. I'm sorry what? for saying this. What? I wasn't feeling Issa Rae. I wasn't either. She yeah, oh. she had no purpose in it. I was. It was a stunt casting. Okay, I mean, it was that. a stunt cast. It, it did feel case. like a stunt casting, and it did feel like know, you know but... she's she's flexing her muscles. You know what I mean? She she this is she's done. She probably she's helped done to get made. insecure. Okay. You know, she's done insecure, okay. and the, and then she's done this. You know okay. what I mean? Her, like, her so being she, in this movie helped her, help it probably get made. Like the fact that she did it, the fact that comedy did it, so. the fact that Regina the, Hall did the, it. The, I think the, I think the role it. that she had was like okay, cool. She's she's a speaker. She can do that. You know what I mean? Like it was like a the funeral. I was like. We don't need this. You know right what now. I mean? Like, it's just Tom hard. Cruise isn't good it's in not cocktails. Fair. It's totally not fair. <laughs> it's totally not fair. But I was thinking about her. I was thinking about her speech. And I was thinking about the two speeches we get in Black Klansman. Like the one at the... <laughs> oh, know, yeah, 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 yeah. The one at the beginning. Uh, one at the beginning. Uh, and then Corey the one, Hawkins. And then the one with Corey Hawkins. And then <laughs> Harry Belafonte. And I was like, that's what they were trying to do. But that did not happen. Well, it wasn't... You know, it, 
That hey, did not happen. Hey, you know what? There was a lot of other positives. Like for instance, okay. Like for I just, instance, I'm sorry. I'm just. I know there's. A, was like, I, I don't know, have to say this. I don't have to say this, but I know there are other people out there who are like, yeah, but use Rado. I know <laughs> other positives. I'm not the only one. Now, now there are probably much more of you who are like, I love Issa Rae. I yeah. hate you. <laughs> but you know. But I, also, but, but, but I love. But by the way, I also love Issa Rae. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's listen, out here. She's uh, out here. There, there is one thing. I would love um, to be on Insecure. I love it. <laughs> Shut up. There's the thing. I did like. A, well, the ending was very tough because, I, like, the whole fire thing happened. But I just want to talk about right the sun. And well, me, good God, the fire yeah. thing. The fire thing was interesting. It was like oh, I saw that comment or whatever. Also, the riot. Oh, I didn't. I, for a second, I thought those kids were about to get murdered. No, I, yeah, I, was, I was like, oh, shit, really scared. I, I figured they're the dead. neighborhood was going to help out. But I was also, like, the sun's about to die. But also, even getting to that point, the reason they have to go to that store is mm-hmm. because the cops shoot like tear gas. Now, if you haven't been pepper sprayed with tear gas, that shit burns, right? Yeah. And the fact that in the very front line, there's three kids. Matter of fact, the camera shows one child happy bouncing as the protest is coming, right? So police still seeing these kids yeah. shoot tear gas, yes. right? They got to go to the store. Uh, the, the the neighborhood guys try to help them out. Dad comes. Now we got the conversation with the gangs. And the young son has grabbed the gun and now has the gun up, right? Right. And it's something about this scene that, again, I was like, oh, man, this is a little, this is a little bit much. But I get it. Because my instant fear was they about to shoot this black kid. Of yeah. course, like and like how crazy. Like, do y'all, do y'all remember when the kid got shot? Like at the gas, like at, uh, he that's was playing a, with a BB exactly gun. That's exactly what yeah. I thought I was yeah. thinking about. I was yeah. like, they about to kill this kid. The, yeah. the kid who had a BB gun and, and in the uh, in some like uh, what do they call those um, stands or he was in a, he was in a, he was a bus stop right? No, it was like a, I forgot what they. Called. I thought it was a gazebo. 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 That's yeah, what it was. Gazebo. He was in a gazebo and the police. Pulled up on the and, and like hopped out and start yeah I and like, that, I um, like got out Tamir, of the car and immediately Tamir shot Tamir Rice um, that's his name yeah, yeah no Tamir Rice. that was from Ohio oh, from Ohio yeah Cleveland um when the when the when the when the kid had the gun first of all that scene was so intense it was like the father who's gonna I don't know somebody about to die the father was there you had the you had Anthony Mackey who's the King Lord and and uh, his gun they were about to. They, and his goons and they're about to pull a gun and then the kid had the gun which is already an intense situation and then literally the moment the like lights flashed I started crying oh, bro, <laughs> because was I was like I can't I lit- and I literally said out loud I started crying I literally said I can't I said don't oh I actually I said don't don't do it don't do it and I think other people gasped and they were and I think I heard other people yeah. audibly say no the second the the second the kid had the even before the lights mm-hmm. the second the kid had the gun cat screamed no yeah it but was how, like but isn't oh. that some shit and, though but yeah. like for real for real that kid didn't even have to have that gun no and the thing is when you look at the and when you look at those two cops having those guns trained on that kid it's right it like and did, that was the thug life right that was the like the full circle and and was it just maybe a tiny bit forced? Sure, but it was so earned. Mm-hmm. It was so earned in that moment that I was just like, and this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the dramatization of the whole thing mm-hmm. culminating in All this in one, one moment. moment. It was like, and it's, uh, the author was like, that's not in the book, but she called her publicist after and was like, can I, can I change it? Can I put this in there? They were like, no. <laughs> but uh, she, but yeah. she. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant yeah. moment. Yeah, and, it was really and it was, that was a powerful. I mean, Amanda so Lamar, powerful. Amanda and then her you, standing in front of her brother, little brother. I was like, Amanda was giving wrecked. you moments. 
this whole time. Yeah. Um. Wait. Uh. Real quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it off break. I didn't like the white savior dude. I get him. I know you need an ally, but I was like, I'm not. I wasn't for it. Real quick, I'll say this is my defense for it. Uh, he didn't save anybody. Uh, the whole point, I to me, the whole point was he was being taught how to be an ally. And I liked that because, okay. like we said, we need allies. So literally, okay. the moment at the end is so we have. You it's have a changed little my mind with that one Cause, statement. Yeah, because <laughs> here's the thing, right? At the moment at the end, in during the protests, he's like, "I'm gonna no, I have to." He literally says, "Like I have to stay here to protect you." And she's like, "I'm not, I'm not leaving. Like you don't need to be here. What I if you're asking me for help, what you can do is take them home. That's the thing that I'm asking you to do." Yeah, and then yeah. he was like, "Okay." And I was like, thank you. That's what he, it's like, hey, how can I help? And I say, tell you what you do and you just do that. Don't add your extra. Don't yeah. add anything extra. I don't need it. I don't need you to say, I'm sorry. I don't need you to, be, you know. And it, it, he had that weird moment in the limo because he was like trying to say like, I don't see color. Like he said all that stuff. Yeah, I hate that but she, oh my God. When yeah. she, I was like, wait. I thought that we were going to, we were going to leave this character after that. Like, you know, right. I, mean? I love like, how she handled it. But yeah, she's like, I don't see color. And her line back was, then you don't see me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she, that, the whole movie was great. It's like, oh snap. The movie was great. What a comeback. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. And it was like awkward and weird, but it's like, that's what happens. Like th- those awkward conversations happen. I appreciate it. I know some people are always going to feel weird about it. They had the little moment of like, he's got a white, she's got a white boyfriend, all that stuff. But it was like, great. Yeah. Do y'all want to skip to the calls? <sighs> to the what? To the calls. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say? I mean, quick? I do. I mean, my thing about Hollywood is, is it's, I, I love hearing the hope in the two of you men right now. <laughs> I really do. But something about it just doesn't. Something about this movie doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm, and it's yeah. not based on the movie. It's because I think this movie, like Amanda's performance, I think people think that it's easy for someone of color to portray characters like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think for people to be like, oh, well, it's, you know, that's not hard. And not looking at her eyes the whole movie. And I mean, yeah. like, at no point did anyone look at Timothy and be like, yo, you know, maybe he's close to this character. You know, maybe he's like a little French kid. Ain't nobody say that shit. But I'm pretty sure someone's going to assume she's like this character. Right, yeah. which is tough, and it's for me for Hollywood. It's just show the movie respect, show the movie that it deserves to have a chance to grow and 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 honestly, award that girl. Yeah, to me, to me, straight up, that girl needs to be awarded. If you're gonna put this I little boy in anything, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna put him in anything, that girl needs to be she, awarded. A hundred percent. It like it will actually be. It probably won't happen because they it's 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 this it's this genre of films they like completely ignore but they need to nominate this woman for an oscar for sure yeah yeah um yeah all right time for the cause yeah uh i like that you don't do bits anymore <laughs> I bits love are it. Gone. let's do it let's do the, the cause let's do the cause <laughs> uh we rate and review films not based on how much we like them or how well, well we think they were made but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in hollywood if we think it fully helped the cause we give it a black fist. That's true. If we think it's somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. That's facts as well. And if we say, man, I don't think this helped the cause at all. I'm sorry. We don't give it anything. That's right. Okay, so on the count of three, we're going to throw up our ratings. I ain't waiting because I love it. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just going to count to three anyway. All right, fine. Okay, so one, two, and he did wait. Three. <laughs> I mean, I had to. 
Look, he man, did wait. He waited man, until waited. three. You had to get this right. movie. I thought he was going to do it before it, but you had to get this movie Black Fist because it was so great and it was the best thing ever. To me, it's like this movie deserves all the respect it can get, and also it deserves a moment to shine. And Amanda, I hope she gets more things, but I also think she needs to be acknowledged for the perfection that she was in this movie. Yep. So three Black Fists. Um, you can follow us, guys. Oh, go see this movie, please do. Uh, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Um, yeah. If you are in New York, uh, come on out to uh, Astronomy Club shows. Uh, we're every Monday, uh, 9 p.m. at UCB East Village. Um, doing some improv. Let's talk about race, baby. Uh, except for the third Monday of the month, but that's not this one. So come on out. Um <laughs> And you can follow me personally at John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K, Twitter and Instagram. What you guys got? You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three RD. Uh, I have Twitter. Uh, follow me at Draw Milligan. <laughs> Great. And if you rate <laughs> and review us on iTunes, um, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we will read your review on the air. If you give us five stars, this one is by Sandy Yeeks. Three black fist emojis. I was introduced to this podcast by my brother in 2016 and have been an avid fan since. Thank you. Shout out to your brother. Uh, this podcast is a must listen for anybody with critical thinking skills and a sense of humor. All working uh, young black actors, John, John, and James, bring a fresh perspective. Of, wow. That, I mean, we are. We're trying to work. We're working. <laughs> Shut up, James. They bring a fresh perspective of comedy and critiques as it relates to the progress of progress or lack thereof of race and leading actors of color in film man we should put this review on our website this is really <laughs> Honestly, well written yeah. uh, <laughs> the guests that they bring on are amazing and inclusive shout out to tessa wow i'm gonna tell tessa she got a shout out okay they make sure when possible <laughs> to bring in folks to join the discussions of films centering different identities and perspectives and theirs a favorite episode was the one for john q Though it was a rather frustrating experience for John sharing his trials with the modern healthcare system and the ensuing film discussion demonstrates their ability to provide thoughtful context and analysis, especially as it relates to current events. Understand, though, that this is not a political podcast. <laughs> Keep up the good work, gentlemen. And if you're a potential listener, go subscribe now. You won't regret it. Holy crap. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. That was the best way we've ever gotten. I love Thank it. you. I mean, just in terms of how it was written and everything. Oh, I think we paid for that review. I don't know who it was. Yeah, I will send you Honestly, some money I, for that. I couldn't have written a better review. I will send you money for that one. All right. Uh, next week, do we know what we're reviewing? I don't know. Something fucking happy because shit. Yeah, hopefully. Are we, okay, a we should review some. Are we going to do but a I horror thought, movie? That's not happy. Yeah, we can do a happy horror movie. What is, what's a happy horror movie? I don't know. We'll figure it out. A haunted, a haunted what's the one with Eddie Oh, Murphy? we can do a haunted, haunted mansion. mansion. Haunted Mansion. Oh, my God. Oh my are we God. really going to do it? I guess so. Let's do it. Haunted, a oh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, shit. We can just we, agreed. Can we do All right. Pokey, no, nope. a haunted mansion next week. We'll see you. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.